Welcome back to Decom Colon Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And just a fair warning before we start, there are two dogs in the podcast studio today, yeah. rather than just one. It's a little chaotic in here. I also like how you say podcast studio, <laughs> not just literally my bedroom. <laughs> the room we li- you live in. Um, this week we watched Frenemies. Yeah. Yay. It came out January 13th, 2012. I know that we can continually say this, but like, it's getting downhill from here, guys. I feel like, like we've really crossed the threshold. Yeah. I mean, like, there are a few I think that will be okay. Like, I've seen Teen Beach Movie, and it's not bad, yeah. but... This one's not good. No, it's not. It's, it's also just like longer than it needs to be like this episode might be 30 minutes i think we're probably gonna spend longer talking about the people than the actual movie yeah sorry about that it's fine i don't think if you've seen frenemies i don't think you really missed a, very, a lot so it's fine so yeah we do have kind of a star-studded cast though i will say um yeah this movie the first person i have is bella thorne Bella Thorne herself. Sorry, Bitch my dog on- is squeaking if you can't hear it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Bitch on Bella Thorne. Um, Bella Thorne had uh, obviously got her start in Shake It Up. Yeah, I did see Shake It Up started before this movie, so I think they probably just made it because they had, like, Zendaya yeah. and Bella Thorne there all the time anyway. <laughs> um, she was also in the Adam Sandler movie Blended. Uh, she could be seen in Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Uh, she was also featured in CSI, The Duff. Scream, the TV series, um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road, Chip, um, a bunch of, like, small indie Netflix movies I've never seen, um, Assassination Nation, which has gotten high remarks from friend of the pod, Abby, (laughs) um, and... (laughs) Did it? I thought she didn't like it. Well, she kept talking about it for a really long Uh, time. I don't know. Um, do you remember that, that terrible movie we kept seeing previews yeah, for? Yeah, she's allergic to the <laughs> she's allergic. outside. She, she's allergic to the sun, and she has a crush on a boy, so they have to date, like, only at night. But there were, like, four <laughs> movies coming out at the same time with that same plot line somehow. Just, like, The Fault in Our Stars, but, like, redone. <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. Um, she was also in this show called Famous in Love, which I remember seeing commercials for, and she was on The Masked Singer. Yeah, I saw that. And she, Famous in Love, so that was, like, an ABC Family show, but, like, after Pretty Little Liars, so it's, yeah. like, ABC Family was no longer relevant. Yeah, in The Masked Singer, she tried to be funny by singing her song, and she was like, I love you, Ken Jong," but it wasn't funny. Mm. Um, so, Bella Thorne, um, she directed a film with Pornhub, uh, she wrote a poetry book, um, she started an OnlyFans account... Yeah, that was a big deal, and it was very bad for people who, like, actually like actual make content. Yeah. <laughs> people who actually make content on OnlyFans. Uh, you can... Um, yeah, you so... Can, yeah, you can look into more of that OnlyFans controversy if you if you want, because other people describe it better than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, she famously dated Tana Mojo. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, a big thing. <laughs> it was... Well, at the same time, she was also dating Mod Son, so it was, like, a famous polyamorous couple yeah like an open relationship but like so it all started like in all honesty if you know anything about tana mojo it definitely started for clout there was if we go back even further she was like dating or like hooking up with scott disick for a while and yeah, tana mojo oh, yeah tana mojo was like oh i want to hook up with scott disick but he was like hooking up with bella thorne and i'm pretty sure that's how they like met for the first time or something i don't know um scott disick is uh, d- probably pervert. <laughs> I mean, he only dates, like, 18-year-olds, so. Yeah. 
Um, do you remember that Tumblr video of Bella Thorne where it was like a magazine, like an interview for a magazine, and she's like decked out in like all black, and she's like, and she's like, um, I can do like really cool tricks with my tongue, and whenever I see someone for the first time, I I immediately notice their tattoos. I'm just like, well, dude, cool tattoos or something like that. Yeah. Well, okay. So terrible. She was definitely like a victim of the Disney complex, like wanting so badly to distance herself from that. Overcompensate. Yeah. Well, and and when you hear more about her background, like growing up, like she describes herself as like the breadwinner for her whole family, and like the pressure was put on her to be like the sole income for her Mm -hmm. household, and obviously that should never be put on a child. Mm -hmm. So like, there's definitely trauma there, but also not excusing like any of the shit she's done. Just kind of an explanation. For her Miley Cyrus journey when she comes out, <laughs> she's like, "Hey, I've like found myself now." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Bella Thorne has uh, an illustrious singing career, and I've created a little game. Um, I'm gonna give you song titles, and you're gonna tell me if she released them before Disney or after Disney. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's start with "Let the Light In." I think that was during Disney, before Disney. Wrong. That was after Disney. Oh, damn. Um, Maybe Mod Sun inspired. <laughs> Stupid fucking bitch. I'm gonna assume that's after Disney. That was after Disney, and that's about Tana Mojo. Yeah. Um, T-T-Y-L-X-O-X. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say before Disney. That was during Disney, yeah. yes. That was for Shake It Up. Yeah. Um, fashion is my kryptonite. I want to say <laughs> during Disney, because I think that was something with Shake It Up, but... I think during Disney. It was during Disney. Yeah. Um, Bitch, I'm Bella Thorne. (laughs) I know for a fact that that is after Disney because I've heard that song. Yes. Um, Contagious Love. I think that is after Disney. That was during Disney. Um, Blow the System. I hope that that's after Disney. (laughs) It was not. It was during Disney. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) Um... Phantom. Oh, that could be either. I'm gonna say after. It was after. Uh, goat. I'm gonna say after. <laughs> greatest was, of all time. That was after. Um, made in Japan. Oh, God. God, I hope not during Disney. It was during Disney! Oh, no. <laughs> um, pussy mine. I'm gonna say after, pretty confidently. Shake it. God, that could be both. I'm gonna say during. It was after. Oh. Um. Really else, call back to her roots. The same heart. After. During. Damn. Let's get tricky. After. During. <laughs> um. Sweetest feeling. During. After. And the last one is bubblegum boy. After. During! <laughs> Damn. I keep trying to go the opposite of what I think because I wasn't doing too hot. Yeah, but... there's there's some tricky ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Pussy Mine could really have been either one. It could have been about a cat. <laughs> um, next we have Queen Zendaya. Wait, okay, wasn't Bella Thorne oh. also featured on Hefner? Tana Mojo's yeah. song, Hefner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember it vividly because Hannah, Hannah, Tana's like, fuck on your bitch like I'm Hefner. And then Bella goes, Tana, 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 Tana. <laughs> yeah, okay. Obviously, um, 
we were very into the whole Tana Mojo drama back in the days of this I happening. literally wrote a paper in college on TanaCon. <laughs> yeah, it was, there was a lot going on. So if you know nothing about the YouTube drama, we're sorry. None of that probably meant anything to you, but. Tana, Tana, go look up the Hefner video. <laughs> Don't, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, Tana doesn't need that money. No. <laughs> um, next we have Queen Zendaya. Yeah. We love Zendaya. Very fun. Zendaya um, is Michi. Zendaya as we all is know. Michi. And Smallfoot. I, I had to look up what it was that Zendaya <laughs> was Michi in. Um, Zendaya also got her start on Shake It Up. Uh, then she moved on to Casey Undercover, uh, also on Disney Channel. We'll see her later in the movie Zapped. Um, she's been featured in Blackish, uh, the new Spider-Man movies, which I've never seen because these are the third iteration of Spider-Man in my lifetime, and at this point, I do not care. I did watch Spider-Man Homecoming on a plane once, but I fell asleep during it, so. Uh, she was in The Greatest Showman. Um, she's been featured in The OA, Malcolm and Marie, the new Space Jam movie, the television show Euphoria, for which she became the youngest female actress to ever win a uh, lead actress Emmy. I, I think, like, the youngest actor ever. I don't know. I did just watch Euphoria, like, last week. Yeah, she plays Rue. Does a good job. I've still never seen Euphoria. She's <laughs> strayed from her Disney roots, which love to see. In, like, a fine way, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, she'll be seen in the upcoming movie Dune, which has gotten a lot of hype that I don't really understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> um, and, I, I mean, most importantly, Zendaya's Michi. Yeah. I, has anyone actually seen Smallfoot? That's my question. I'm probably, like, children. I don't even think children did, because it wasn't, like, a Disney, like, I think it was DreamWorks. No, it was, Dreamworks. like, DreamWorks. Yeah. Thing. Like, an Ice Age type. Yeah. Um... Zendaya's also been featured in a plethora of music videos, like Lemonade, a few of them in there from Beyonce. Um, she was in the Bad Blood music video. She played Cutthroat. Um, years ago, I remember seeing like something on BuzzFeed where she liked a tweet that was like, I'm glad Zendaya was never really like in the Taylor Swift squad. <laughs> she was just like in the music video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is whenever the Taylor Swift squad was getting a, a lot of backlash. Um, and Versace on the floor from Bruno Mars. Um, Zendaya is also a goddamn fashion icon, if I do say so myself. Everyone is in love with Zendaya. You can't Zendaya not is, like, along the lines of Harry Styles. Like, no one can look at Zendaya and be like, that is not an attractive-ass person. <laughs> I think about her, um, like, Poison Ivy, that green dress with the red hair, that red carpet look all the time. Yeah. I, this, again, like, I literally watched Euphoria, like, this past week. The reason I bring it up is Zendaya does not have, like, a perfectly straight smile, and I love to see it, love that representation. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think it makes her, like, more authentic and, like, unique, and I just wanted to mention it. I like it. Um, what was I gonna say? I look forward to Zendaya at the, at the Met Gala, like, the same way I look forward to Rihanna at the Met Gala. I think she's earned her spot. Zendaya is 10 days older than me, but she is levels above me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always assume that she's just, like, older, but yeah. No, she's, she's like, only 10 days older than me. Yeah, she's, like, our age. <laughs> um, next we have Mary Mouser, who plays Savannah and Emma. 
uh, Mary Mouser plays uh, Samantha LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso's daughter in Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid series. I knew you were going to bring this up. I saw it and I said, Elizabeth will be talking. (laughs) Now, like for me, like reboots and sequels are either hit or miss. I either love them or I hate them, and I think they're super unnecessary, but Cobra Kai hits the fucking mark. I love it so much. It is so good. Um, if you, if you watch it for anything, just watch, like, the season two finale. Um, I remember watching it, and, cause, like, my dad originally told me to watch it, cause he's the one who originally showed me, like, the original Karate Kid movies, and he was, like... Or no, I was like, oh my god, I have to talk to my dad about this, but he was not available to talk at the time, so I had to wait, and then whenever I saw him, I was like, dad, Cobra Kai, season two finale, he's like, season two finale, the high school scene. <laughs> um, Mary Mouser could also have been seen in Scrubs, Monk, CSI, King of Queens, Ghost Whisper, NCIS, Strapped a Diva, Body of Proof, Criminal Minds, The Fosters, and Scandal. Was she the one who played, like, Gibbs's daughter or whoever? Was that I NCIS? Know. I never watched NCIS. No, but was she in NCIS? Yeah. Then she plays Gibbs's daughter. Oh. For anyone. <laughs> my mom loved NCIS. My mom is in love with, um, whatever his name is. I don't remember. That old man Mark actor. Something. The one from Freaky Friday. Mark Harmon. Yes. that's his name. My mom, that is her celebrity crush. <laughs> I only know him from Freaky Like, Friday. the most average looking white man <laughs> in television. I don't know why. Um, Nick Robinson, uh, was in Jurassic World. I, mm, I remember seeing him in Melissa and Joey. He played the son uh, the Fifth Wave, Everything, Everything. He's Simon and loves Simon. Mm-hmm. And he was seen in A Teacher on FX. Which I hope nobody watched. We're so done with those fucking yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephanie Scott was in Ant Farm and a couple of the Insidious movies. And apparently she was in Beautiful Boy, but I don't remember her in Beautiful Boy. I think she was maybe his drug addict girlfriend. No, that was Caitlin Dever. Oh, never mind. Don't know who she was. <laughs> um, Dylan Everett who I remember as young Dean from Supernatural, and everyone on Tumblr was like, oh, he's such a perfect casting, but I don't think he looks anything like Dean, so I don't think he was that great of casting. Um, he played Zach Morris in the unauthorized Saved by the Bell story on yeah, Lifetime. Yeah, I saw that. I think I watched that. <laughs> he, okay, actually, in the blonde wig, he didn't look that different from Zach Morris, but the other castings, I just saw the picture. No, besides, like, was- besides Screech, everyone else was horrible. Those unauthorized, like, Lifetime... There was, like, they did one on Full House, too, and they made it, like, so stupid. Yeah. Um, he was also apparently in Degrassi. Oh, yes. He was in Degrassi. He played Campbell Saunders Sanders. I don't There's, like, a U. Anyway, so, Degrassi does this thing every few seasons where whenever they get rid of their main characters and they're like, oh, no, we only have these underclassmen who we haven't, like, developed as full-on characters, let's just bring in a bunch of new characters from a different school. So, like, one time, like, a different school, like, closed or, like, had flooding or something. So all these other schools have to, like, combine with Degrassi all the time. That was the case in his story they like are a hockey team and they had to come to Degrassi because they're in Canada I don't really know how that's legal or whatever but he played on the hockey team I can't really spoil what happened to him because it's like a big spoiler but uh yeah he was like on almost like right before they switched over from the next generation to next class so if you only know the next generation then you probably don't know him but I don't know him. Th- that's Degrassi <laughs> he was one of the younger ones so he's not like one of the OGs at all mm. Um, next we have Savannah's dad, played by Doug Murray. I couldn't, like, pinpoint where I knew him from, but I know I've seen him in the movies Miss Sloan, Spotlight, and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. But those are the only, like, I swear, like, he looks so familiar. Is, oh, yeah. 
Um, and then there's another girl from Degrassi, but I guess she was like a side character because I don't remember who she was. Oh, I didn't write her even down. Okay, so I guess she was not that noticeable. That's all I have for people. Yeah. Yeah, I just had the one from Degrassi. Alright, let's get into Frenemy. Okay, I have a, for a few things to say. First of all, apparently this was based on a book. I do oh, not understand how I this... I meant to look it up, but I did not. I'm assuming... Okay, so this is done. Like, you can see it in the credits. It says, like, Act 1, written by whoever. Yeah. Act 2. So it's basically done in, like, three parts. I think that's probably I wonder how the if book it's... was written as well. <laughs> I wonder if it's, like, one of those, like, girls against girls, how to fight against bullying. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's not good, as we've already mentioned. Um, like I said, this will probably be a very short episode because these stories could be told in ten minutes. I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very bad. Highly unrecommend. Disrecommend. <laughs> um, okay, so we begin. Um, Hallie is narrating. She's as Zendaya. She's like, that's Zendaya. As she's like going through her iPad because, you know, that's what all 14-year-olds in 2000 Also, the person had. holding the iPad's hands are absolutely white. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> Hallie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's like, um, I just want to point out that this is 2011, and they're all 14 years old, which is the exact same age as we were, so we can pinpoint that these are not how teenagers act in 2011. No. But she's like, me and my BFF Avalon started a webazine. A webazine? Called Geekly called Chic. Geek oh my god. And like, okay, so the whole thing is like, Zendaya wears glasses, so she's but like, she's the nerdy. geekly part. And she she does like the writing of the articles, but then apparently and Avalon can too. And then Bella Thorne wears like, obnoxiously colored, layered clothing, so she's the fashionable one. It's just the clothes from Shake It Up. It's just that era. It's like, I thought it was the clothes from like, season three of Hannah Montana. It's like it those like lacy shirts with like, a strapless dress and, like, over the, the top. the bubble dress. And like a strapless dress with like a with, like a tooled bottom, so many but colors, stops, so like, many patterns. <laughs> also, very much like Alex Russo from yeah. Witches of Beverly Place. What were they doing then? <laughs> Who did they hire know. on the fashion departments? Why did I they think they were know. gonna get people dressing like that? Again, that's awesome. Like. Disney did not have one pair of fairies in there. That's not how teenagers dress. Okay, we went to private school. I think that's a little different. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so this webzine almost turned them from best friends into enemies or frenemies. I detailed it in this article, but it also happened to this other kid and his dog. Let's dive into that story. Yeah, so Jake, <laughs> the one played by Nick Robinson, every time I see him, all I can think about is Love, Simon, because that's like the main <laughs> thing I've seen him in. But he's much younger in this. Well, yeah, it's 2011. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets woken up for breakfast, and his dog, Murray, farts on him to wake him up. Ha ha. <laughs> so funny. He's gonna get pink eye. Well, also, okay, this is the, the him and his dog are frenemies. Yeah! Um, like, the line, the writing in this movie. <laughs> who, did, who did this? Okay, um, so. Because, like, a guy and another guy friend couldn't be I guess. mad at each other? No homo. <laughs> Only dogs. Um, so downstairs, Jake and Murray are both eating their breakfast, and Mom goes, gee, I never know you two were best friends. No one would ever say that about uh, me and my his dog. His dog is sitting at the table with him, though, eating breakfast, like, his bowl on the table. Like, I feel like they'd say, like, oh, like, you never know that you were his daughter. They wouldn't be like, oh. Like, I only call my dog my best friend. No one else does. <laughs> Yeah, Jake announces that he's waiting for his award from NASA in for astro mole molecular astrophysics. Excuse me, sir. Also, this award from NASA is literally just like a certificate that you can find at Michael's. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, in science class at school, uh, the students are assigned to partner up to create a personal energy source. They have two weeks to create a personal These energy 14 -year -olds source. 14-year-olds have to create a, like new energy. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so. so <laughs> one kid tries to pair up with Jake, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna be your partner, because last time I did all the work. Yeah, he's the science guy, so everyone wants to be his partner. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say the same thing whenever the hot, popular Julianne comes over and asks to be his partner. Well, and she kind of, like, reverse psychologies him into it, which, like, he's supposed to be smart, he should have seen this coming, but she's like, I really want to partner with someone who's gonna put the work in, because I love homework, and working hard, <laughs> and being smart. And he's like, you do? And so, they partner up. <laughs> um, so, after school, Julianne is over at Jake's house. Um, Jake introduces Julianne to Murray, and Julianne is not impressed. So, Julie, like, they're in Jake's bedroom, and Julianne takes the phone in the hallway. She turns to Jake and goes, don't go away, as if this isn't his bedroom in his house. <laughs> Um, then she goes into the hallway, she's talking to her friends, and she says, I'm using this nerd to get myself a nice grade in science class. But Murray overhears this conversation. He's sitting there, listening to what's going on. And he starts growling at her, so what does she do? Hisses back! Yeah. At the dog. (laughs) Um, and then she says, scram, Einstein! First of all. (laughs) Are you... I don't know if she's just calling this dog Einstein because Jake is smart, or she's making a Back to the Future reference, and the fact that Doc's dog is also named Einstein. Second of all, how is this an insult to the dog? First of all, you're either comparing him to a great scientist, or you're comparing him to the dog in Back to the Future, who's adorable. I think she's (laughs) saying Einstein because she knows that he is understanding everything, and Jake Mm -hmm. has already talked about how smart he is. I was hoping that this was a Back to the Future reference. I mean, maybe it was No, this movie's not smart enough. This movie's not smart enough. No, the writers might have been. These (laughs) characters are not. Um, so Murray, yeah, Jake kicks, uh... Murray, Murray out I almost called him Einstein. No. Murray out, and he's, like, sulking in the hallway when Mom brings in Jake's certificate from NASA. And Mom can obviously, like, already tell that Julianne is using Jake. She's just, like, like from the brief conversation Murray, they have. why were you in the hallway? Yeah. And so she seems a little, like, not okay with this, but doesn't really say anything. Yeah, uh, so Jake and Julianne the next day are in the park with Murray, uh, Julianne is pretending to do research in a science magazine, but she's actually got a fashion magazine underneath. Um, Murray drops the ball, a ball in Julianne's lap, and she freaks out because it's so gross. Um, so Julianne gets rid of Murray by throwing this ball across the park. So she throws the ball, and then we get this, like, terrible CGI of a tennis ball, like, in slow motion, flying across the park. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't just, like, have someone throw it. Okay. Well, it's um, supposed to show that it's very far away, because then our friend Savannah finds the ball, and, find, and Murray, like, cu- runs up to her, and she's like, oh, you're such a good dog. I love dogs. Blah. Yeah, so back at the bench, Julianne tells Jake that he should finish the project without her, because he's too cute to think around. Yeah. And they're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Yeah. So that's whenever Murray skateboards over with Savannah. He's the one <laughs> riding the skateboard. And so... Uh, Savannah's not like most girls. Well, yeah. And so Jake meets Savannah, and they just, like, they're just like, oh, hey, like, Murray's cool, whatever. And as Savannah And Julianne leaves, tells her to get lost. Well, yeah. As Savannah leaves, Jake's like, Savannah seems cool. Like, well, Tony she, Hawk, only prettier. She literally... That is a direct <laughs> quote. <laughs> she literally kickflips away. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, the next day, Jake is wearing new clothes to school to impress Julianne. Uh, Murray is embarrassed because they're not good clothes. Good clothes. Um, Jake, on his way out, skips breakfast with Murray. Oh, he's changing so much. 
And so, like, Murray's thing is that whenever the mail comes through the door slot, he'll go and, like, put the junk mail in recycling and then bring the rest of the mail to Mom. And Mom's like, I wish you could do that with my parking tickets. Yeah. Um, but Murray uh, can smell um, perfume. Jo- Julianne's perfume on this love letter that's been slipped through the door, so he takes it and tries to flush it down the toilet. Um, so, at school... Uh, Jake meets up with his friends who notice his new look, and they say, this is a direct quote, Dude, you look so duded up. Totally cracking, if I do say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote this? Um, and that's when Hallie and Avalon walk by, and they stop in their tracks. Avalon says, fashion intervention, and Moon walks backwards to Jake. Yeah, like I said, very Shake It Up. I think I've seen one episode of Shake It Up, but it's she just She moonwalks backwards. Yeah. So, she fixes his outfit. She and untucks his shirt, takes off a scarf, and unpops his collar. Yeah, and they take a picture for their blog, and they say, you look so... F- no, um, uh, what's her face? Julianne walks up, and she's like, oh, Jake, you look so fly. Yeah. Who fucking wrote this movie?! <laughs> I think it, I blame it on the book. This is just not a good book. <laughs> um, so Jake and Julianne come home after school to work, and Murray has wrecked Jake's room in retaliation. Luckily, Jake's prized NASA certificate is fine up on the wall. Yes. Um, and Julianne's like, you need to get rid of the dog. It's me or the dog. Yeah. Like, what? bitch. <laughs> You've known him for two days. Um, the next day, Julianne, um, Well, we see Julianne, oh. as Jake, like, leaves the room, Julianne takes his NASA t- certificate, and she's like, I'll make him do something. Yeah, so she's, you know, just a casual 14-year-old in her, like, Juicy Couture sweatsuit, what it looks like. Going on a jog. Going on a jog in the neighborhood. She runs past Jake's house and takes the certificate, like, out of her sweatsuit, sprays it with her perfume, and pushes it through the mail slot to trick Murray into thinking that it's another love letter from her so that he'll flush it down the toilet. I feel like... Knowing how smart Murray is, he wouldn't have fallen for that. He but would not whatever. have done that. Yeah. He could see the NASA logo on the certificate. <laughs> um, so Jake fi- finds what happened and yells at Murray and tells him to leave. Yeah. He's a dog, Jake. Yeah, he literally is like, I hate you. He's like, get out. So Murray runs through the neighborhood and that's when Savannah sees him and takes him home. Yeah, at Savannah's house, Savannah just starts talking to Murray like he's her therapist. She's like, yeah, I have a crush on Jake, but I can't tell him. He has a girlfriend, and I don't think he would even know I exist. Yeah, and she's like, I guess we need to get you home, but Murray, like, takes her phone and puts it in the trash. She's like, <laughs> I'm not going home. <laughs> yeah. Um, back at home, Jake is working on the science project, and Mom can't find Murray, um, and, and Jake still is not worried. Like, his yeah. dog is gone. She's like, I know you're mad, but he's still your best friend. And he says, we were best friends. Now we're enemies. Frenemies. <laughs> oh, like, you're bitch, not gonna your be fucking be... dog is lost. You're not gonna be frenemies with your dog. Um, and mom notices that Jake is doing the project by himself. And she's like, what are you doing? And he goes, that's just what guys do for their girlfriends. Just what boyfriends do. And, and he goes, do you think Murray will come back? And mom goes, I don't know. I guess it just depends what guys do for their dogs. What? It's, it's bad. This movie is I bad. feel like this, like, definitely was in the book. Two friends. Like, human friends. But then they changed it. Because, you know, like, no homo. 
No, I think it probably was a dog. They think children are so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, Savannah... Oh, wait. Never mind. Uh, the next day, Jake is going to be late for school because Murray didn't fart in his face to wake him up. Um, Savannah sees Julianne pretend to be girlfriend to another kid so he can do her report. And then she follows her down the hallway, and she also has another BF boyfriend doing another thing of homework. Yeah, so she just uses boys to do her homework. Honestly, props. Intuitive. <laughs> Good for her. Um, Murray is uh, back at Savannah's house, lo- <laughs> longingly looking at uh, Jake's picture in Savannah's yearbook. Um, he, Murray decides to get up and take matters into his own hands. So Savannah drew a picture of Murray because you know she's artsy, and left a picture on Jake's locker saying that I found him. Um, so Jake is explaining what happened to his friends, and his friends are like, you know, Murray would never, like, flush your, uh, award down the toilet. And Jake is immediately like, oh, Julianne must have sprayed her perfume so that Murray would have flushed it down the toilet. Well, he's like, I was wondering why it smelled like her perfume. Um, Julianne approaches Jake, and Jake just, like, tells her off, and he's like, we're done. Um, but Julianne's like, not without my science project. And that's when Savannah brings in Julianne's other two boyfriends, and Julianne says to Savannah, you think you're so clever, punking me like that. I'm sorry, is it 2003? <laughs> I, I don't understand who wrote this. I mean, like, I knew what punked was, but, like, I feel like the oh. audience for this movie did not. Well, yeah, but it's also not punked. Like, this isn't a prank. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. She's just exposing her. Yeah, it made sense in High School Musical. It does not make sense here. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a prank. Um, so Julianne tells Savannah that she'll always be weird. She'll never be popular. And Jake is like, I don't think she's weird. I think she's cool. Um, and that's when Murray runs into school, making Julianne drop the project and pees on it. And then Jake and Murray make up. The end. The end. Yeah, so then Hallie comes in again to introduce the next story. It's me and Avalon's story. So the movie, this starts out, Hallie is sending a link to a publishing company for their webazine, Geekly Chic. (laughs) Apparently they just got the direct email address for the, like... Yeah, for the CEO of what, like, literally what they say, one of the most, like, uh, successful publishing companies in the world. Yeah. And so she calls Avalon. Also, did they pay for the URL to (laughs) to www.geeklychic.com? I I feel like they just sent, like, a PDF or something. (laughs) Yeah, so they're on the phone, and she's like, I just sent the link. And Avalon is so, she's like, oh, yeah, they're going to contact us any second because we're so amazing. Yeah. Um, They live, like, next door to each other, so they do this thing every morning where they're like, curtains up, and then they, like, check each other's outfits. I don't know. Yay. So uh, Hallie's older brother drives them to school, and in school, Walker approaches them and gives them money back for their ad in the school paper because he's annoying. Um, Avalon, like, tells him off, I guess. And and they hand him their, like, business card for Geekly Chic. And as he's, like, holding it, being like, I would never support this, blah, 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 blah. Avalon takes a picture and then sends it to the whole school somehow. How does she have all of their numbers? <laughs> How do people do this? That's not a thing. Also, half the people have flip phones. That would have costed money to get a photo message back in yeah. 2011. Mm-hmm. I didn't have photo messages in 2011. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Uh, so, they, now Walker supports their website. Then they go yeah, to... Yeah, but they, they talk a little bit. They're, Hallie's like, oh, I'm so glad you stood up to him. Like, I just get so flustered, like, talking around people. Yeah. They go um, to the computer lab, and Hallie shows this link to where she can show a map of, like, anyone who's on Geekly Chic's website. 
And so she's like, soon there'll be people all over the world. But they zoom in and they're like, who's on the website in New York? (gasps) That's whenever Hallie gets a call. So she answers and it's from the publishing company, but she assumes that it's just her brother pranking her. So she's like, this isn't funny. But then Avalon takes the phone and she's like, yeah, we can be there for a meeting. And they're like, oh my God, it was real. They go to New York the next day for a meeting with this, like, publishing house. Just the two of them. Yeah. No there are no adults. This is and a school day. It's the middle of a school day. Like, it's definitely, like, during the work week. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, before this, we get, like, this weird transition. They, like, click on one of their videos, and it's just Avalon, like, dancing in different costumes against green screens, because she's supposed to be, like, the fashion person. Yeah. The we, chic part. We never see anything of substance from this webazine. No. Like, a magazine is supposed to be, like, articles- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, like, the next morning, um, they arrive by themselves at this office building in New York City. Yeah. Like, bitch, y'all are gonna get mugged and kidnapped and sold. <laughs> yeah, and then as they are going in to meet with the CEO, an adult woman is crying, leaving the office, so. Yeah, so they walk in, and Cherie, who is the CEO, wants to use Geekly Chic to launch a new website, magazine, and clothing line. Which it doesn't, and she wants, like, one of them to be editor-in-chief. That's not how this works. <laughs> also, she would have to pay them so much money to, like, take their name and take yeah. their branding so, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, so she wants to take the name, and she wants to hire a 14-year-old as editor-in-chief of the magazine clothing line and she website. Wants a fresh voice and young perspective. No. No! That's <laughs> this not is, how this works. This is not True Jackson VP. Uh, yeah, also, like, even if she, if, even if they were interested, one, they'd have to be, like, super popular, and then two, she would just, like, buy the website from them. Yeah, she would not have them on the team, maybe as, like, cre- creative, like, directors or something. But, but even not- then, they're fucking 14, that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are they gonna go to high school? Well, they're like, they're like, how are we gonna decide? We're best friends. And she's she, like- She only wants one of them. She doesn't want two. Yeah, and so we're both co-editors, blah, 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 blah. And so she's like, fine, I will give you one week and you have to write the best article and whoever wins gets the job. Yeah. So in the cafeteria, it's like later that day, I guess. Yeah. Um, Hallie has found an idea. She's like, oh, this- uh, music artist, Jean Frank, that we've been following on our website is coming to America for a concert, and I can get him, I can interview him, because he's, he's gonna blow up soon. Yeah, he's super indie, but he's gonna blow up. She says this at the table, like, why would you do this if you know that you're competing against yeah, your friend? because then Avalon's like, oh, that would be so great. We can, I, we can put, use it for the cover story. And then, they're, and then Avalon's like, well, we came up with this idea at the same time. Bitch, no, you fucking did it. Yeah, Hallie is the It was one definitely who- Hallie's idea. Yeah. But then, so they they're just they are just like find so just whoever like, gets tickets, whoever makes the story. The yeah, the concert sold out, so they need to find tickets. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a montage of them like trying to get tickets. It's really pointless. Yeah, like Hallie tries to call into a radio station. Avalon sets up a table to offer fashion advice in exchange for a ticket. Yeah, but that's whenever Walker walks up to her and he's like, "Hey, I can get you a ticket. I know a person." And he like kind of flirts with her. That's it. Yeah, um, anyway, the next day, Avalon informs Hallie that she has an interview thanks to connections with Walker. So, going into class, everyone drops their cell phones into this bucket, um, but Hallie takes Avalon's cell phone out to call Jean Frank back and puts the tickets under her name instead of just, like, changing the time and not telling her. Yeah. Puts the tickets under her name, and Walker sees this. So, after school, Avalon calls Hallie and... Uh, they, like, see each other through the window, and Walker and his two friends are just, like, in her bedroom. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, this is the one part where it's, like, frenemies because they're, like, how dare you steal my tickets and blah, 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 blah. And then Hallie's just, like, does Walker like you? Is that why he's always, like, messing with you? Blah, blah, blah. But then they go back to arguing. Also, that's not a thing. They Boys go back- don't torture, torture girls because they like them. Boys torture girls because they suck. <laughs> they go back to t- fighting. Uh, they get off the phone. We see uh, Avalon sneak over and change... Uh, Kendall, which is her older brother's GPS. Hallie's older brother. Yeah. Hallie's older brother GPS to a different language so that he can't use it. And they couldn't just go inside and use MapQuest and get directions before they left. I did that when I was like fucking 17. I was still using MapQuest. I know. I don't understand why they pulled out an actual map. They hadn't left. They hadn't gone anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they, they couldn't even, like, change the settings back because the, those were in a different language, too. So Avalon arrives at the concert and gives uh, the ticket people Hallie's name and then goes backstage to interview Jean-Frank. Um, Hallie finally makes it to the venue and she sneaks in through the window when Avalon is, like, tanking because she doesn't have, like, the right questions to ask. Because apparently she's the writer, too, but mm, doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, Hallie begins asking questions, but because she gets nervous around people... Uh, which, like, she's literally like, oh, okay, I'm here, I can ask the questions. So, John Frank, how, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. That's not how that works either. <laughs> and then, again, they somehow start arguing with each other over, like, nothing, and then John Frank, like, interrupts, but he doesn't have a French accent anymore. <gasps> oh my god. What happened? He's like, oh, I, like, couldn't make it here, so then I went to France, cause, and then I made it there, so now I'm coming back here. He pretended to be French in France, which, I don't know, I know it's, like, a stereotype that French people are, like, mean and, like, brutal, so I feel like that would not be the case, but I don't know. Yeah, but then they're like, you should stay true to yourself, John Frank. People will like you for who you are. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'm gonna go out there and play my old music. And then they're like, oh, this will make such a great story, but who gets to write it? Yeah, so we we then cut to them back in the office giving Cherie their story, and she reads it, and she's like, this is a really good story. It's gonna be hard to beat. She's like, where's the other one? And they're like, oh, we did this together. Like, if you want one of us, you have to take both of us. And she's like... <laughs> and she's like, I thought I was talking to professionals, not 14-year-old best friends. Like, bitch, who did you think you are Like, <laughs> they're 14. They're not professionals. <laughs> yeah, so then she's just like, okay, I choose neither of you. Yeah, and then I'm also like, and then I'm like, why not just buy it? <laughs> like, you could literally offer them, like, $10,000 for this article. Also, this article, like, it doesn't matter anymore because he's had this concert now and he's told everyone that he's not Jean Frank, that he's whoever yeah. he actually is. And the, it seems like the only thing that Avalon contributed to this article is that he buys his jeans pre-ripped. Yeah. So <laughs> It seems like Hallie does all the fucking work here, but whatever. Yeah. Because I'm sure she also made the website. Yeah. And she's the one who writes everything and posts everything, and Avalon does what? Like, try on ugly clothes? Avalon does the fashion. Ha <laughs> What is the fashion? Geekly we never see it. We Geekly only see the chic. articles and that stupid-ass video. Geekly chic. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go back to school. And well, then- not before. They're about to walk out, and then Hallie turns around and gives her a spe- gives this, um, like, 33-year-old businesswoman a speech about friendship. Yeah. Because she's not nervous around people anymore. Yeah, so whenever they go back to school, Walker finds them, and he's like, hey, I heard that you didn't take the position. Like, that was really cool that you stood up for what you believe in. How did he hear? What did... (laughs) Word travels fast. Were they posting this from their cell phones in in the car? From their flip phones? I don't know, but then he's like, I have a connection, and you can get onto this, like... (laughs) They don't have any other friends to tell this. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I have a connection to basically, like, um... Like, TRL, essentially, of this like, movie. 
like an off brand. It looks like it doesn't even look like the level it's of like, TRL. No, it's like Teen E News. It's like MTV Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, they're gonna, what they want your article, and they want to do a story over you being best friends, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so we cut to, like, them watching their, the little news segment on Teen News TV, and then they go and check the readership, and it's blowing up. Like, there's, like, ten people who are read on their website. Yeah. And that's the end. They're successful and <laughs> best friends. So fucking stupid. And then we get to the fucking last story. Yeah, we still have one more story to go. <laughs> so... Uh, Hallie yeah. introduces us to Savannah, and uh, Savannah, who's do- who's skateboarding on ramps in her driveway before breakfast on a school day. Yeah, dad calls her inside, and then all of her, like, three brothers, younger brothers- Younger brothers! Eat all of the breakfast before she can have any. And then she's like, it's like living in a frat house. Like, okay, first of all, all these kids are, like, eight years old. Half the time, kids don't want to eat. <laughs> also, how do you know what a frat house is like? Exactly! <laughs> But dad's just like, oh, sorry, here's money, go to the mall after school. And buy something pretty. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna buy tennis shoes. Yeah, so Savannah skateboards to school, and whenever she sees Jake on the way, she falls into a bush, because she's so clumsy. (laughs) But that's Um, when Murray comes over, and they, like, catch up a little bit, they're just like, hey, what's up? And then, we see someone who looks just like Savannah in a limo. She's in, like, a private school uniform, and she's like, ah, Pembley. Pembley. Oh, look at the dog. I want a dog. (laughs) It's like watching fucking Spencer in Pretty Little Liars. Oh my god. (laughs) She's like, Spencer! be sister yeah but it's not cockney <laughs> but it's just as bad <laughs> yeah but she's telling her butler that she wants a dog and he's like you know your parents will never let you have a dog and they drive off um, um yeah so jake opens the door for savannah at school and she likes him so she's awkward well she's also like i can open the door for myself <laughs> good for her that's like a thing like savannah's so independent yeah um after school emma who is the other girl asks her rich parents if she can go to the mole um, and she also asks for a dog, and her parents are just disgusted at the idea. That she would even suggest a dog. Yeah, so Hallie and Avalon see Emma at the mall, and Hallie's like, oh look, it's Savannah from our school. And Avalon goes, no, that's Emma. She was born on March 14th, 1997 at 2.04 p.m. <laughs> yeah, they have all this information. Okay, this is also another running gag for the movie. Everyone's like, who are they? Like, no one knows who these people are. <laughs> no one knows who Hallie and Savannah uh, and You Adeline know who I bet are. they're like? I bet they're like those two girls that we both know. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. But they had other friends sometimes. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Avalon comes over and introduces Savannah and Emma to each other. Yeah, they're like, hey, you two look alike. <laughs> yeah, so they take a picture. And, and like, oh, this will be so great for the blog. Yeah, and so, uh, Emma and Savannah go and have lunch together. And so, they like, talk get to about, know each other. Yeah, they, like, talk about their lives and how different they are. And they're like, like oh. I would love to live your life for a week. And that's whenever, again, Hallie and Avalon come over and they're just like, just switch. Just do it. This would be a great story. <laughs> so they're like, okay. <laughs> so they're gonna switch lives for a week. So Savannah yeah. goes home with Pemberley, goes to the house, and she is, they, like, like, switch clothes in the bathroom. Yeah, so she's, like, trying to, like, pretend to be like them, but obviously doesn't know how to be super, like, regal they, and fancy. They did not do the prep work that is involved that we see in the parent exactly. trap. Exactly. I know just, they, I know they didn't have a lot of time. It's directly ripping off the parent trap. It is directly ripping off the parent trap. It's so bad. <laughs> it's horrible. They need, and half the time they don't even speak in their accents. 
Yeah. So she gets home, and Savannah is informed that she has a fitting for her her birthday birthday ball ball at the country club. Yeah. So Uh, that's whenever Emma gets to Savannah's house. Uh, She's waiting for someone to open the door for her. Uh, One of the little brothers opens the door and then slams it in her face because, like, of course, little brother. Yeah. Yeah. They're, the the brothers are outside playing, and Emma's like, oh, like, can I play with you? And they just, like, shoot her with uh, their toy balls from their little gun things. Yeah, that's whenever Dad gets home, and again, Emma is trying to, like, pretend to be Savannah, so she's wearing her hat sideways on her head, and yeah. she's like, hey, father, and he's like, what? And she's like, dad, and he's like, what about pops? Yeah, and that's why I'm like, they did not prepare! Yeah. <laughs> There's no, like, handshake that they had to go over. There's no, like, oh, like, this is Chessie, our housemaid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dad makes them dinner, and then, again, the children eat. It's literally two full chickens. <laughs> two full chickens. They eat all of it. I don't believe that. These are small children. Yeah. And so, again, Emma's just like, oh, wow. Like, she was not prepared for this. Uh, yeah, Emma enters Savannah's room to find a little brother clipping his toenails on her bed. It's disgusting. Um, Savannah arrives late to dinner because she was at her dress fitting and kind of freaks out when she learns that she's eating snails. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, Emma's parents inform Savannah that they booked an Italian opera singer for her birthday bowl. Um, so Savannah wakes up to her fencing instructor, and then after that she has a ballet lesson. Um, Savannah calls Emma and they're like, we want to switch back. So like, okay, we'll switch back again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Pemberley reminds Savannah of her date with her boyfriend, Lance. Yeah, that's whenever Savannah tells Pemberley the truth, and he's like, obviously, I'm not yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I promise I won't tell. I keep a lot of secrets around here. Like, ooh, what does he have? Yeah, so Savannah walks downstairs, and Lance, that's literally how they say it, is taking her to the polo field. Um, Emma is Emma is just, like, sitting outside by herself whenever Jake approaches, and Emma's like, hey, you're cute. Go Jake's, out with me. Yeah. Because well, they talked about boys, and Savannah was like, oh, I like this boy Jake, but, like, I'm just so awkward and shy, and, yeah. yeah. so the next morning, Emma calls Savannah to tell her she has a date with Jake, and Savannah's like, oh, like, but I'm so awkward. So they decide to stay each other for one more day so that Emma can show her it's easy to be around Jake. Yeah, so Emma goes on a date with Jake while Savannah is, like, watching from the side. They're, like, joking and laughing, and then Jake grabs her hand, and then Savannah throws a towel at Emma, and then Emma's like, I have to go right quick. So yeah. she goes over, and they, so like, Savannah's like, you're stealing my boyfriend! Like, bitch, he thinks that she's you, so he grabbed, like, all I did was grab also, her hand. Also, she agreed to this, so then yeah. she starts threatening, she's like, well, I have a date with Lance, my boyfriend, and then... <laughs> Emma's like, that's my boyfriend, and they, like, storm off. Yeah, so this is supposed to be the part where they go from best friends to enemies, but, like, they also aren't best friends. They literally just met each other the other day. Yeah, so then whenever uh, Savannah is with Lance again, she's like, let's go to this random park that she knows that Jake and Emma are gonna be at. Yeah, but we also learned that Lance is a terrible person. Yeah, he's Um, just horrible. Yeah, so they see Emma and Jake and approach them, and Jake is like, let's go on a double date. So Savannah's like, come to my birthday bowl. Yeah, and Um, Emma's like, uh. Yeah. So at the birthday ball, uh, Jake arrives with Emma. Jake says, oh, he's like, I've never seen you in a dress. And he's like, oh, whenever you started wearing pants to ride your skateboard to school, that sealed the deal for me. Yeah, he's had what? a crush on her since fourth grade. <laughs> because she wore pants to ride her skateboard. So Emma's like, oh, you like Savannah because she's a tomboy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Savannah walks in with Lance, and Lance tries to, like, flirt with her. But again, he's just, like, a dick about it everything. It turns out that their parents set up Emma and Lance in the third grade 
as like an arranged marriage. Yeah. So that they would ensure that they're marrying people like them. Yeah, so then Savannah dumps him and she's like, fuck you, you're stupid. And he's like, what are mommy and daddy gonna think? And then just like runs away. Um, so Savannah and Emma approach each other and apologize, and Jake is like, oh, you're not each other, and that's when Savannah, under her ball gown, is like, I'm wearing sneakers! <laughs> Who said I can't wear my converse with um, my dress? Hallie and Avalon arrive, apparently they got invites. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, Emma, or Savannah hands Emma the crown so everyone knows. Emma finds out that Savannah dumped Lance, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so glad you did that, I've been trying to do that for years. Uh, that's whenever Lance tackles Jake, because he's like, I got broken up with over you. They r- knock into the chocolate fountain, which spills all over the opera singer, which ruins the party. Uh, Emma's doesn't. parents are like, oh, no. But then Avalon and Hallie apparently invited the whole school, and they're like, and there's a taco, a truck. taco truck. There's a taco truck outside. And then we get a dance number. Yeah. Normally, I love a dance number, but this this... This is not it. Yeah, during the dance number, we find out that Pemberley got Emma a puppy. She loves it. The dance number continues, uh, and that's the end of the movie. It looks, the puppy looks like, like a puppy, like, Murray, but it also looks like a stupid, like, white girl crusty dog. The movie ends with a dance number, again, because Shake well, It Off was filming at this time. Well, it also ends with Hallie narrating again as she's, like, on her iPad, and she says, if you really care about your best friend, anyone can overcome becoming frenemies. Yeah. It's oh, bad. and then we get dog bloopers. That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> I didn't even watch them. I did. The dog, he, he had to put, like, the cell phone in the trash can and he kept missing. <laughs> yeah. This movie was bad. It was so bad. It was horrible. And it was also a full hour and 30 minutes. Like, yeah. Some of the other ones we've watched have been, like, an hour and 20 minutes. No, and full hour and 30 minutes. 30 minutes for each fucking story. It was so bad. <laughs> bad. How did you rate rank this? <laughs> I gave this a one out of five. Yeah. I put it at number 94, below Can of Worms and above Dead Brother. I also gave this a one out of five. I put it at number 97, below Dad Napped and above Hounded. <laughs> so, like, very low. It's bad. Yeah. Next week, we're coming to you with our 100th episode. Ooh. And we will be watching Radio Rebel. Oh! (laughs) That should be interesting. Yeah, so. Bye. Bye.